0: My skin is black. What
1: you at? My in. skin yeah. is black. I feel so good in. to be black right now. Welcome to episode 25 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Oh my God, I'm on episode 25.
0: <laughs> Congratulations. I
1: know, right? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm so excited. So today I did not prepare... Anything, And this is my first time doing that for episode 25. I really just wanted to uh, like talk today and let it be less of an interview and more of just like a conversational piece. So I brought Dia back. She was on episode 14, I believe, um, creating the culture. So yes. we have similar views and values. And I would say we're both pretty political and very versed in like the fashion industry. So we like to talk about shit. Right. <laughs> so this is going to be one of those days. So Dia, welcome back to the Black and Fashion podcast. So happy to have you back. You. Um, I still want to do one of my segments, though. I'm just yeah. trying to think which one I should do. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, well, it ain't gotta be a segment. Yeah, yes, it do. I'm gonna do this or that. Cause I don't mm-hmm. even think we do. did. we do that first time? This or no. that? We didn't oh, do that? We did. We did. We did do that. Mm-hmm. I need a new game. <laughs> That's
0: a good one, though. I do. I'm like, it is. It's a good game. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, now that we're in the heart of the summer, all right, sandals or mules? Oh.
0: It's Okay, I don't, sandals encompasses so much, <laughs> and mules are like, sandals, I'm a sandals girl. Okay,
1: Bermuda shorts or poom poom shorts?
0: <laughs> Wait, can the poom poom shorts be boyfriend fit?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, boyfriend fit or, like like, or Bermuda.
0: Yeah, boyfriend fit. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, um, skirts or dresses?
0: dress as baby. Side boob or <laughs> under boob? You asked me this last time.
1: <laughs> because I be needing to know. <laughs> Ask you side boob or under boob?
0: Yes I <laughs> like side boob. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know that I wear it uh-huh. but if I had to choose. Yeah.
1: Okay um are you solids or florals? Mm. Solids. Perks.
0: Solids. okay
1: yeah. um that's good linen or cotton. Ooh. Cause they both are so linen, it
0: wrinkles so much, but it's so beautiful, right? It's a
1: yeah, I like the way linen yes. is, especially after you it wash it. It feels so
0: good on your skin, like my Facts. sheets are linen, I love linen, yeah.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. all righty, let's jump right on in. So, I think the first thing that I want to kind of start with is um, probably like what we see, like as we're on the trains in the city when it comes yeah. to like designer clothing and things. And, um, are you one of those people where you're able to like spot a fake? Because I can.
0: I think uh, I'm better at spotting the fake sneakers and shoes Mm -hmm. than I am at some of the, like, bags. You know? I think I'm good at spotting bags. So,
1: I just want to go past from this week. I was on the train, and I seen, I can spot bags, because I used to work with handbags a lot. Yeah.
0: Okay. So,
1: I was able to spot quite a few bags um, on the train, on the way to work. And I was just like, why do people buy fake bags? And it just got me to, like, thinking about, like, I had an ex-boyfriend who always bought fake shit. <laughs> and I was just like, but why? Like, why can't you just go to, like, a and m H&M or a Zara yeah. like, say something like, in your lane for your price mm-hmm. point, in opposed to buying these fake items. So, I definitely noticed that there's definitely, like, a, psycholo- a psychology, like, a psychological thing behind, you know, what people decide yeah. to purchase and what they decide to put on because either they seek validations for certain things or they want to, you know, look like they're like their favorite entertainer or right. they do it for the gram in right. all honesty so what do you think
0: I definitely think it's equal parts recognition um, and then I think a, a big part of it is also the pressure um, especially for a lot of guys I feel like there's a huge amount of pressure to sort of live up to this idea that they have to wear how much they make and mm-hmm. so if you take that concept and apply it it's like oh if I'm not wearing a name if I'm not wearing like something $3,000 jeans or whatever then it's not saying that I make that amount. So I need to look like it, you know what I mean? And it's like even, you know, in, the, in our community in general, it's like the history of us feeling like I have to have on my Sunday best. You know where Sunday best comes from. Right. And it's like even if I don't have my Sunday best going on in my house, <laughs> I need to look like it. And that's just always kind of been how we move as a people. Um, but unfortunately, unbeknownst to many of us, it's a big downfall in like our financial ignorance, you know what I mean? Because, like you said, why not just pay for something in your lane? Why not just wear what you can afford? Like, what do you think finish your breakfast means? Right. If you can't afford it, what did Jay say? If you can't afford to buy it twice, you can't afford it. Right. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yes. You know you, be hitting, you know you be hitting with the music <laughs> You know <laughs> you I like my music. Dabbing in. Because you know? <laughs> it, it applies to life. And it's the same right. thing with us as business owners where – you making double what you put out is not you making a profit. We all know that. True. Like...
1: Didn't even
0: think of that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my take on that so far. All
1: right. So then, I mean, just because we was having a conversation about it right before, there mm-hmm. are millionaires that buy fake things because on their end, it's like, I'm not about to waste my money buying this shit when I could buy something that looks very similar to exactly. it and, you know, look just as good. Exactly. Which I get because... um I used to. I feel like I used to kind of like encourage my boyfriend because back when I liked him, <laughs> I encouraged him like, yeah, "You better sell that shit. You better sell that yeah. shit," you know. <laughs> but it was like, in my and I mean, I work in the manufacturing yeah. um, state, so it's like I know that a lot of these things are not worth the money that people put into it. So I know that a lot of the things that are being created are made in like the same factories. Right. So yeah, granted, like you, it's fake. But in all honesty, the quality is exactly the same. For some of them, handbags, you can definitely tell. The handbags, they knock those off. Mm -hmm. But like with the clothing and stuff like that, I've seen people, I'm not seeing, but I've seen him like purchase fake things and I'm like well should it look just like and it it's literally it's like, the same materials yep, yep. it's made in the same place so I'm just like well for clothing why not mm-hmm. like why not you know mm-hmm. with bags it's harder because you know the glues is different like yeah. the leathers is different yeah. it's just like oh no they tried it
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you can tell because you know <laughs> you go down on Canal Street you right. can see it you're so yeah, you can like, oh,
0: straps and everything no. but like mm-hmm. in
1: clothing it's very very hard to tell so with yes. clothing go full you know go full force with yeah. it but I get it but then it's like I just almost want like why do you seek these things for validation Mm -hmm. which you you just did explain like because they feel like they have to keep up with the joneses Mm -hmm. but you're gonna go broke trying to keep up with the joneses
0: (laughs) the joneses can't even keep up with the joneses i mean let's be real it's -hmm. one of those things where i even had this conversation with a good friend of mine because he was like you know i just realized that a lot of runway fashion is an art show and he was like the ready to wear stuff is really more or less kind of supposed to be marketed to just regular people you know right. where he's like what's on the runway isn't necessarily supposed to be attainable like and then a lot of times what you'll see anyways when people do sell things that are on the runway that price is like Ridiculous, And and you, and you then people assume these celebrities are paying for these things. A lot of times they're either gifted, they're loaned, mm-hmm. or it's literally just a product placement, but on their body. Like, Facts. So it's like, in it, honesty, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've been working with a lot of stylists lately. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, the, the people that they're pulling for, they don't have a budget. Yeah. They don't have the money to do anything. I had one of my dresses wow. worn recently by a celebrity at the mm-hmm. BBT Awards. Like, one of my my dresses yeah. not like nothing I designed right. something that I had in my closet Oh my god! <laughs> like that it was something that I had bought from another mm-hmm. designer mm-hmm. and then this stylist pulled it for another like celebrity to mm-hmm. wear on on the red carpet I'm like why well, can't she buy her own dress she works for BT right. she's out here doing things and I was just like I mean I gave it to her not in the I honestly didn't think that she would wear it I thought mm-hmm. like just was putting it out just there to have options as an option, right? but girl when them things start coming across Instagram and I'm like holy shit she, she actually wore it, wore it. Hmm. girl i wore it out it was my birthday dress
0: what wow girl i don't
1: even think i washed it <laughs> Did? that's why i'm just like she wore that dress that's fucked up because i wore it all night it's
0: a beautiful dress. you like, like oh, i partied shit. in it <laughs> <laughs> you know what and then for this to be on the podcast I don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> it's my podcast. I say what I, I want. Know, that's right. I'm <laughs> like, I say what I want. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm just going to try not up Nah, I feel you. I feel I'm you. I'm pretty sure she ain't going to listen. She don't listen to but my But it's
0: the principle, what you're saying, where it's like, just to have that name on their body. Like, right. You know, the, the measures right. people go to. Because people even are doing... Like Rent the Runway, and then they're doing right. like closet swaps. And There's all hate, types of apps for this stuff now. I know so now. many
1: people that hate Rent the Runway, and they couldn't stand how Rent the Runway came and like completely yeah. disrupted the market. But yeah. they had a smart business model. Because a lot of mm-hmm. times, you, go, let's say you've got, like right now we're in, we're in our late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. Everybody getting freaking married. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go <laughs> spend money like on a dress every time somebody getting married doing weddings, so you might have like three, four weddings to go to. Yes. So it's like, why not rent it? And then like with work clothes too, like if you can constantly like swap them out, their membership is really dope. Yeah. Like, and the lady who started it, like her business model makes so much goddamn sense And it's all about putting clothes, like in the creative cloud, mm-hmm. like and being able to yeah, just switch them out and grab them and stuff like that. And I'm like, the clueless
0: closet. <laughs>
1: exactly. And it makes so much sense to do that. But then you have um, people that are higher up in the industry or people just make a lot of money like Mm -hmm. I would never wear clothes that and I'm just like
0: touching on a person's body I mean thrift stores are booming right now they're thriving everybody shops at the thrift store Mm -hmm. and it's like you almost can't get away from that. Like, you see something on somebody, you're thinking it's something brand new, and they're like, oh, I thrifted this for, like, $7. bucks." you are like, what? Mm -hmm. But that's the wave of the future. What Uber took out the need for cars. This took out the need for that. Thrift stores are slowly but surely taking out. Right. And and thrift stores are slowly but surely, I feel like... What need do you think thrift stores are sort of, like, taken out of? Mm,
1: What need? I mean, just, I mean... I mean, I feel like they're giving more of like a exclusivity for like a more unique creative person mm-hmm. opposed to so like this summer if i hit a barbecue and i bought something from zara h and then i might see three or four other three people four with it on with whereas on. Mm-hmm. with a thrift store i can do a lot of different things with stuff that's in a yep. thrift store and it's a little bit older so yeah. it's taking a, it's not really taking it's taken away from like a urban outfitters mm-hmm. because they're like mm-hmm. anthropology like that's their thing real vintage looking yeah. and different silhouettes and stuff like that so thrift stores definitely couldn't knock like an urban outfitter yeah. whose price point in anthropology out the water because they have legit some of mm-hmm. the exact same things for mm-hmm. like not even half, like seventy percent less than what it would have been in right. those stores. So. Right,
0: I feel like it also is sort of killing the need um, for people to waste money on trends because a lot of people feel like they waste mm-hmm. money on trends because it's like, all right, this patent leather, this red patent leather moto jacket is hot now, right? I just got one. Then it's like October too. Oh, it was red.
1: It was red. It was like a snakeskin patent Ooh. leather. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I got one in the fall for our homecoming. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not the real H, but we'll take it. It's fine. No. <laughs> it's not a real H U. Go ahead.
1: Shots fired from Hampton University. You no. Know.
0: <laughs> no, let me stop. You know we always got to slide it in there even if <laughs> we don't care. But um, yeah, I feel like they're sort of killing that need to sort of waste money because a lot of people feel like they waste money on a trend. Because what's hot right now, you're scared sometimes to drop whatever on that because you're like, this might not be hot next year. Where it's like, honestly, we know it. I don't know if everybody knows, but fashion is just a cycle that keeps repeating every ten years. And it's like, all right, so we know that. So we know a lot of things are collectors' items. You're gonna have something, and that's what's gonna be in your closet because you can go back to that. Exactly. But. For people who want to venture out, it's like, oh, I don't want to spend that. I want to do that. Let me go to a thrift store, spend $20, get this dress, this jacket, these pants, Mm -hmm. and then once I'm done with it, thrifted again so it's like right. recycling clothing, clothing almost yeah. so i feel like the sustainability thing is what's going to sort of knock out a lot of retailers yeah. and a lot of people sustainability awesome. and fashion is becoming a big thing because yeah. we're one of the most wasteful industries
1: yeah i know yeah most of our stuff goes on the but like for me exactly. when i'm tired or something i give it to my sister or i give it to my friends and stuff like that and then sometimes when they come back i low-key be an Indian gift i'm like can i get that back mm. then i get that to you <laughs> cuz I remember I posted something up And I'm like who the hell did I give this to <laughs> cuz I want it back and my know. sister commented and she was like you gave it to me and I'm like can I get that
0: can you right. run that hand back hand to me it. like, cuz it's coming back mm-hmm. right and then
1: like and then I find myself hemorrhaging, like so many things because like now yeah. I'm like I don't want to give away my stuff and then I'm going to want it back after a while or right. or I feel like oh I'm going to keep it cuz I can do something to it yeah. I can switch it up I can change I do that it all the time. um and I don't want to give it up but then it's like certain like I guess like colors that I like get as we get older, I think our taste level also changes yes. and stuff. Because I used to have, like, a lot of, like, I was into, like, the skater skirt vibe, girl. Yeah. Like, I had them in every <laughs> color. But I remember just, like, giving them, I gave a lot to my niece, um, yeah. my sister and stuff and gave them out. So now, like, I had, like, a hot pink one. I don't think I would ever, like, I don't know if that would ever come back for me. But then, like, when that neon green came back, oh, and I'm like, yes. well, shit, You're like, hot whoa. pink might come back. It's right there on the scale. Right. Yeah. Like, if you, if we're going to do the neons, we're going to do neon. It's like mm-hmm. a neon, like yeah. pink, pink. And I was just like, hmm, I ain't going to be an Indian girl this time. I kind of <laughs> want my skirt back. I kind of want my skirt back. Yeah.
0: She put it out there now. She want her skirt back. <laughs> yeah. My
1: niece got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if she watched my podcast If she watched that one she's gonna be like Okay she talking about me
1: Cool so let's talk about I wanna talk a little bit more About like diversity In the industry mm-hmm. So I got a chance to attend The Harlem Fashion World Retreat For designers This it was like two weeks Last week Yeah, yeah last weekend that? It was very nice Good It cost a Nice yeah. penny Yeah Just for two days It was like almost 500 And I think you did mm-hmm. The whole weekend It was like more than Seven range mm-hmm. Or whatever Um Hmm what can I say about it? I missed a lot of it because I was at work. Oh, I missed a lot. God, but I did sucks. get a chance to go. to. I went to Nike headquarters. I went to Gap headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Google. Okay. Yeah, so it was nice. But the most interesting part, I think, was the Gap. Mm-hmm um there was a black person there who worked in like merchandising and she was just speaking about like her story and stuff like that and like being the only black woman in her office hmm. um and what she had to do And then she's like you know um she's been in situations where she may have been coming off like as the aggressor in the situation and she didn't really know how to deal with certain things but then like it just took her a while but then she kept talking about having advocates in the workplace mm-hmm. like having advocates having advocates having advocates and I'm just like sometimes I feel like that's op- that's it's it's possible right. but it's not always possible because right. I have gotten that um aggressive black girl thing before mm. Well
0: yeah we talked about that Yeah this. like I've gotten yeah. that and then mm-hmm.
1: I'm always just like <laughs> hold on now and it happened to me recently again like it happened recently and i was just like "Girl," and i when i tell you i snapped like i really didn't want to mm-hmm. i ain't gonna say i really didn't want to but i got so angry because i've heard it so many times yeah. that it really pissed me that's off that's an insult right it really because like she first thing and then she <clears throat> the way she did it just kind of completely we wasn't even talking we were talking about a, a, a process that we need to put in place to make things better so right. we're discussing a process she told me that my personality can be very overbearing for some people. I said, "I did I'm a grown ass woman in this office."
0: Who feels overbearing?
1: Exactly. Like, <laughs> like I was so freaking confused. I was just like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, but you can come out like real aggressive, girl." And my when I tell you, "Dia," my hand, dear, Why do you keep saying Dia? <laughs> dear, When I tell you, my hand flew up like this oh. in her face. I was like, "Don't do that." you had the i when i tell it it was like a reflex girl and i started yelling and i was never and at first i was just like oh i said this is my tone and this is the way i speak Mm -hmm. but now i'm getting pissed off Mm -hmm. because what we're talking about has absolutely nothing to do so like if you put in a situation where your advocates at in a situation like that because like you have low-key i feel like you have to have at least one more black person in your office to to really have an advocate and then yeah you get like some people here and there um that are not African American that understanding maybe they're um, Asian or Hispanic or right, something like or that. Indian, but it's like yeah. I get most more than anything on that retreat. They was just more so giving advice. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I kind of expected a little bit more for you know the price as far as like more like on the resources side and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that um, we got that. We just got a lot of it was a lot of panels. It was a lot of talking. Yeah, a lot of talking. Panels
0: and yeah, and okay.
1: pan- And people were just you know. Just I'm just speaking about their experiences, yeah. And I get that, but for me, I, I don't know. Like I was just expecting. Do you a little feel bit like more. you almost wanted to
0: walk away with maybe not a book, but something that's kind of a almost like a green book? of yeah. like you know what like, I mean I was looking
1: for something like that and I didn't feel like they were able to achieve that like yeah you're taking us to all these like really nice high profile places on the mm-hmm. profile places because Intermix was on the list with Intermix yeah. L yeah. L was just talking about oh yeah you know if you want to get into L, you should just follow them on social media and slide in their DMs no they didn't yes they did so. <laughs> yes they did they you know said that so, to y'all I, yeah, so my thing <laughs> that's is that's what this, you tell <laughs> high school students So so I think for, I think there's, I think, I I guess I'm looking for some type of company that really does create, like, that unity for Mm -hmm. black designers and, like, really willing to give the resources without it being a very high price.
0: Do you, okay, so this is something I wanted to ask you about Mm because I feel like you would definitely have, input on this. This is completely related to what we're talking about now. Right.
1: If it wasn't, it's but cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know how our minds are like. Right, it just got to move it. But so, I'm, I wanted to stop you right there because you said at that price. So do you feel like a lot of the OGs in the game who kind of know some things are kind of like, I'll give it to you, but... You gotta pay up, you know what I mean? Or yeah. this is the exchange, so, and it can be like almost so. Do, yeah. And so, and then the second part of that. So that's the first thing. And then the second part is: Do you feel like us as a generation are like considered like we don't want to work for it, or we not hungry for it enough that we not willing to drop that bag? Or do you kind of feel like they're not being fair, as in the sense where it's like don't be the gatekeepers of this information because it's knowledge that you should be sharing and passing down?
1: Okay, so I'm so conflicted on I'm gonna answer this. this question based off of you know. Oh I don't even know if I should say this But I feel like I should just give y'all the real I had a meeting with her After the retreat Mm. We know who her is Mm -hmm. Okay, And she told me That I wasn't charging enough for my services Mm. She told me that I was sitting on a gold mine And I wasn't attracting the right designers Because the designers In her network would pay this, this, this and this. Probably and if know. she went and looked at my prices and stuff like that, she wouldn't even be interested in it. She wants to mentor me and she wants to help me build the business. So I'm 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 happy yeah. about that, but I'm slightly like, well if I change and I up everything, the people that I'm trying to help now won't get helped. Because oh, I yeah. think I'm pretty reasonable. My tour is hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. She said it need to be three or four. Wow, my classes are $70. Mm-hmm. She said they need to be like two, you know. So I'm just like, Well, well, damn, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna completely knock out a completely like a whole different market, yeah. Because you know, of what you're saying, and she was like, You shouldn't have to, you know, work your job, do this, do your clothing line, like this should be your primary source of income. And I, I, I acknowledge her input, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. She's right. Like, I would love to be able to only do this. But she was like, How many clients you got right now? Mm-hmm. I'm like, 10. She's like, If I had 10 clients right now, I wouldn't need another job. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, at what? I guess you have to kind of like catch, underst- one night and understand, figure out where your passion lies. Like, yeah. is it more so about the money for you? Or is it about like getting, you know, getting getting the money? So i just been, you know, back and forth about it in my head because yeah. it's like the OGs is like, you're not charging enough, yeah. and you need to pay this. And she told me, like, we could do a course online. Mm-hmm. Courses online would be $1,000. Mm. Me and her was split it down the middle. Whereas I'm also working with another um, brand, called Street University Project, mm. same course. She's charging $200 for it. So it's like I can't do both, in you know? all honestly. Yeah. I can't do the exact same course and charge 200 for it and then do the course with this brand and, and charge a $1,000 for it. Ugh. So I have to, find, and this one is more so, okay, the Street University Project is more so about urban streetwear designers, whereas, Nova. you know, mm-hmm. HFR, yeah, <laughs> it's a completely different monster. Right. Yeah, so, but yeah, the OGs is like, you're not charging enough. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. <laughs> because like, I would love to make that type of money and I totally get it and the whole branding behind it, but it's just like, what about my people? What about my people? Yeah. Yeah. So it's I've so been difficult. there several times. No, I'm it's, I mean, it's so difficult. And I just, I mean, she went out of town and she's like, well, you know, we we'll come back, we're gonna meet every week, we're gonna yeah. do this, one. this, and I'm like, super excited, but I'm like, I'm gonna cut out so many people. Yeah. But she like, and this is the way she broke it down to me. You're not paying. You're not charging people for your time. hmm You're charging people for your expertise. For your school, for your mistakes that mm-hmm. you're gonna stop them, them. from making. Mm-hmm. You cannot put a value on your time. Because the first I was just like, Well my consultations my consultations are yeah, I was gonna say this. My high. consultations are fifty dollars. I'm like, but it's only for 30 minutes. She was like, they're not paying for your time. Mm. They're paying for you to give them the entire game because you can't. I can give you the entire game in 30 minutes without a doubt. She was like, you have to value yourself more, which I preach that to the Gospels all the time. I'm like, don't go down on your prices. you got to charge more. you got to charge more. She's like, but are you charging enough? Mm. Are you charging enough for, you got $80,000 worth of student loans you just told me? Yeah, dude. And then she was just like, and then you've been working in this industry for so long. Why would you give that out for $100, for $50? Mm. And I'm like, well, shit.
0: I don't know. Okay. And so, Right. It's a lot to take. That's why I'm like,
1: that's why I've been, you know, it's been, I just had this meeting Mm -hmm. on Wednesday. And it's so ironic
0: that I brought it, well not ironic, (laughs) when you brought it up and I'm just like, "Whoa, girl, I'm between a rock
1: and a hard place on this because I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. I really don't. Like,
0: my thing is this too with that. I'm like, I've had these conversations with my mom too and um, she's just kind of like, you know, your customer will come. Your customer will come. Don't drop on price. Don't do this. Don't do that. Your customer will come. And I'm just like, okay. but. I always felt like this weird pull where I'm like, I still need to provide something that's tangible and like low hanging fruit, you know what right. I mean? For people who have this price point because these are still my people, you know? Right. And I still want to put this on their back too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, yeah, that's why you do this and that, like, you, you know what both. I mean? Exactly. And I think you spoke about that too, where you like, you have to do ready to wear, you have to do custom, you have to separate the two, right. which I 100% agree with. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, do you think there's a way to get around it being okay, I up the prices for blah blah blah, I up this, I up that once I do that, and that allows me to pull in enough revenue and enough income to give back. To give back. And I to would then somehow I would, because maybe set up a workshop where every once a week I do a workshop. Instead of it being as taxing where you're doing the same services right. all week for both, you know? You can, but <laughs> let me get
1: you one more asking. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Speaking of <laughs> her, she told me that the the designer retreat was the cheapest thing she had ever done, uh-huh. and I told you it was five for two days. Mm-hmm. So, but for the whole weekend, it was like seven. So, like, that was my first time doing something like that. That was my first time trying to give it, you know, to other people. Yeah, but I'm going up,
0: and I was like,
1: oh, <coughs> that shit was hard for me to pay for that. <laughs> <To call> that <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so, I think for me, I would like for my classes now. I'm not changing the price for kids, mm-hmm. anybody under eighteen that's going to be the price because they're children. Um, Adults, yeah, because when I thought about it, I'm like, when I took sewing in college, I mean, just for that one class, for the semester, I went to that class one day a week for six weeks. That shit was like Mm -hmm. Mm $7,000, you know? Um, So me charging you $70, and I'm pretty much giving you the same amount of time I spent in my classes. Yeah. is like, why are you doing that? And then not only from school, but also just from working in the industry, working on my own. I'm teaching things not just that I learned in school, but also industry standard, yes. school standard. Like, and it made sense. And I'm just like, am I devaluing myself?
0: Yeah, because you know? I think for the children, it should be free game. Right. I'm not going to lie. That that to me is like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not about to hit y'all over the head with prices for children. Right. And, and I, already this, te- I teach yeah, kids for free. Same. teenagers
1: mm-hmm. i'm charging between 13 and 18 mm-hmm. those they're paying yeah. but like anybody that's under the age of 12 is yeah. free for me like for sure. that's just something that i want to get back and mm-hmm. i'll do with no problem but um and it's it's fun like we we're not and we're not really making shit we making little bags little
0: they, good, and little ain't they little but this and stuff, is still right. skill you know sets it's, like, it's not start they can take right. and keep going Exactly. And that's the same thing i agree with and i think um like you were saying about it being like for 18 and up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that right there, like that, I had to realize that too. I'm like, no, I should be charging more to teach somebody to sew because I taught myself to sew at 11 fr- right. by hand. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, this is a skill that I've been doing over years. And it's not just about, oh, I'm charging you because we're sitting here for two hours and mm-hmm. I'm showing you instruction and doing this and doing that. No, right. it's like, this is me really giving you something that you can right. take once we're done these two hours and go do something else with. Right. So how do I maximize this for me so that I can still sustain myself? And I think um, I was actually thinking about a camp, right? Mm-hmm. And I kinda spoke to some people that I know um, they have that one have here. children, yeah.
1: The So Green Fashion Camp. And I think she I heard charges about that one. you told me about that. Yeah, one. she I think she charges like five hundred for six weeks. But she keeps them all day.
0: And what's crazy is I spoke to, because um, I I did I do market research, right, mm-hmm. before I put anything out there. We all do that. So I kind of reached out to some people I know with children. I'm like, how much would you pay for, you know, this? Or, you know, what is mm-hmm. something that you would consider and what would you look for to be provided if you put this up? And a lot of people come to me, easy, 1800 for two weeks. Oh, okay, how long would you expect? I expect you to just have them from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. maybe provide a snack. And I'm like, and hey, you will pay eighteen hundred for two weeks. For two They're weeks. like, yeah. So my like, dollars a week. Monday how to and sell. Friday. They're like, you teaching my child how to sell Yeah. And I'm like, they appreciate and realize the value in this. It's almost like a lost trade or lost skill. Sometimes i like, well, no, it is. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, once again, this is something you plan to see, and they can just go and take this and make buku dollars off this right because this is a skill you don't have to go to school for once i teach you how to do Facts. it grows as you grow if you keep practicing it it's, it's with anything you get better with practice so do
1: you feel like it's harder to diversify this industry because it's gonna cost you Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to like a lot of the black designers that are a little bit more famous, they have backing from either some yeah. type of celebrity or somebody in their family have yeah. money. But if it's from someone who doesn't have like that background, yep. when they have, they did their programs out there is, you know, supposedly help them. But mm-hmm. if they can't afford them, how are they to succeed? Exactly. But then it takes me back to like, is every black person your customer? I want In the back In my heart In my mind For every black person To be my customer And for me to be able To give it to them But even though These are my people Every one of my people Ain't my customer. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's where you got to step back and think about it from a business point of view, opposed to if it's going to be you have to decide, and you have the choice to decide at the beginning, whether this is going to be a business or this is going to be a non-for-profit. Because a non-for-profit is more about, with the heart, I don't care about what I bring you. It's for, you know, to put it out there. But if it's an actual business, you have to be able to differentiate the two and separate Mm -hmm. the two. And I think that's the hard part. We have like, in the back of our hearts, this non-for-profit vibe. I want to show my people, I want to do and my people. Roots. But it's like, I got to survive
0: too. It's ingrained. In it's elements. ingrained,
1: right. And I'm like, but it's like, I got to survive too. I got to mm. make ends meet too. Like I got to pay rent like everybody else. And bills. And I think that's where like the the catch 22 is. It's like, how do we really diversify this industry when it's like so many things financially and it, it's really, that's honestly, I think what holds most of us back yeah. is the financial part of it and the mentorship part of it. Like, for sure. cause oh, you, yes. have for yes. it. Honesty, you have to pay for mentors. And honestly, you have to pay for mentorship. Like I lucked up with her, and I'm really looking for her to be a mentor. I hope she ain't gonna throw me no invoice.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's like, like I'm
1: hoping to the God that she don't throw me an invoice because. The, but she sounded very interested in my, you know, my good, business model, and she good. wanted to help me. And I'm like, I'm so many people's mentor. I want to mentor too, but yeah. I can't afford that right yeah. now. Like I can't afford to pay. F- I can't afford Speak to pay it. for you. Speak on I it. I want you, <laughs> but I
0: can't. But I can't you. pay you. So if you're gonna do it for free.
1: <laughs> you like oh, I'm all ears. What? <laughs> because like I had, um, you know, at the retreat we had like a little break, mm-hmm. so I got a chance to talk to a room full of designers. So oh, and then you know I just start talking, girl, and I'm yes, just like putting yes, it out yes, there, yes. and they're like, oh, so you're not really a designer? I'm like, I am, but I don't know. And she asked me that too. She's like, just been talking to you, you're. You want to teach. You mm. want to teach. You want to mentor. You don't really want to design. And I'm like, oh, that's how I started. I have a clothing line. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but just because that's how you started is that way you want to finish it. She's like, you can design through all these other people. Don't these other people always ask you for your advice? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do I do I, I, most, I design through all my clients I'm always mm-hmm. like Nah girl We can't do that We gotta do this instead Let me, right. You know And I, was just, I didn't think about it like that And I'm just like Call you a routine Call you routine, Because it's how I started I'm like But my heart My passion does lie In like mentorship mm-hmm. And teaching And stuff like that <laughs> So as you know I'm giving all these people All my information Passing out cards Stuff like that You know The first thing Someone asked me was Like so As an HFR Retreat member Do we get a discount And it kind of pissed me off They <laughs> <laughs> asked that out loud Oh. Did we get a discount? I was oh. like, <laughs> and I and it's for the for the, for the tour. The tour is a hundred dollars. I'm giving you the whole game. They in twenty five I'm giving you the whole game, like vendors. I'm giving you vendors. I'm giving you production managers. I'm taking
0: you directly to the man who so, does this job. Right, to like. me, so y'all can build
1: your own relationships with these <laughs> right. people because you can't afford me as a production manager. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. I know them smaller designers can't afford me as a production mm-hmm. manager. I know they have to learn it themselves. I'm giving you the game for $100. <clears throat> I'm, I'm walking around the garment yes. district and putting you in tune with so many people that's going to be able to help you build your business yes. and give you a whole manual on how to plan out your financial side of it, like how to do your cost sheets, how to do your mm. fabric orders, how to do all this stuff. And you're going to ask me for a discount for all these people. <laughs> I was just like, I'll give discount on pattern making prices, but I'm right. not going to discount on the tour. No. And then same way with the other girl who wanted to do like the street university project. Mm-hmm. She was on the same shit. She was like, so when people complete the course, can we offer them some of a discount? Why, why,
0: why do you want to do that?
1: Why do we want to? We're only charging $200 for me to give them an entire five years' worth of work experience, mm-hmm. a master's degree, and a bachelor's.
0: <gasps> mm-hmm. Girl, I just got upset. No, and this is what <laughs> I was gonna say too. I think, uh, a lot of people that that comes into me as lazy because mm-hmm. I'm like, anything that you can afford to learn. You eat the mistakes. That's 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 your pay. You know what I mean? Where it's right. like I can't afford to pay at five hundred dollars to do XYZ, but I do need to learn how to do XYZ. Hmm. I'm gonna go off on my own and figure this out because right. I can't afford it. That's your only other option. Right. In my mind, I don't think I need to go to her and try to talk her down on her price. In my mind, I'm like, if I can't afford to pay for the game, I'm gonna go teach myself the game. Like, right, you know what I'm saying? And just get out there. Like, and, let me go to the garment yeah. district.
1: Let me go knock on some doors and, and meet my you, own people. What the what, pay is is the mistakes which is what you I end did. Up making. That's exactly
0: what I did too. The pay is the mistakes you make along the way. That's mm-hmm. all. You eat that because what you're doing anyway is paying, like she said, to avoid the mistakes. That's right. all you're doing really, because you're going to this person who has already done it for you. Right. Um. But I feel like a lot of times. That struggle that we always feel that internal pool with, oh, I want to mentor, I want to teach, I want to give out, I want to do this, is because it's ingrained in our roots. And you know what I mean? Most money is the lowest exchange of energy. Right. And it's like, we don't resonate with that like that. We don't we don't have that connection to the dollar as much as we try to pretend we do. Like, we don't. They do. And yeah. so it's like, it's printed paper. It's printed paper. It <laughs> like, is. <laughs> And it's this this one significant but insignificant thing that can make or break you being on the street or you being in a warm bed at night. Ain't that crazy? And so it's like, what? where does that leave us as a people who thrive on barter, thrive on um, each one, teach one, thrive on this, thrive on that? Where mm-hmm. it leaves us is torn because we have to act as capitalists. Right. Even though... Internally, that's not who we are as a people. So what ends up happening is we have no struggles in the back of my mind. Where, like you said, you want to teach, you want to give, but then you're like, it, it's. Is the black person my customer all the time? Or are they not my customer? Are they sometimes? Right. Uh, how do I flip it where I can give back, but I'm not taking too much? It's this constant, you know what I mean? Right. Like,
1: how do I elevate to this? But it's, and in the back of my mind, it's like, I just want to diversify diversify yeah. this industry so much. Yep. And it's hard for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. And even when, like, being in a position where I was in a position before where I could hire people. And I didn't. I ended up hiring an Asian girl. I hired mm. a girl from... Um, Germany. I hired yeah. a girl from France because the black people that did come through my door to interview with me, I was taken back from them. Really? Like somebody texted me, he was like, "Oh, I'm running late. Why would you?" T- I, mean, I, I get it. My phone number's at the bottom of my yeah. email, but to text me when you're coming to when you're coming for an interview, mm. don't do that. And then when they came in the door, they're like, "Yeah, so what's this brand about? You didn't do your." Research.
0: Oh, no. You know, and I was just
1: very disappointed. But I definitely, I give any African-American person that came to me, I get them feedback. I'm like, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to hire you. I like that. But I'm going to tell you all the reasons why I'm not going to hire you before you leave this office. And next time you have an opportunity, this is what I need (laughs) you to do. Yes, yes. You know, so it's like, I'm not going to hire you. And I hate the fact that I couldn't put more African-American people on. But legit, I, I think I hired one, sis. Wow. One. And she was on point. Mm-hmm. She was. She knew. I, I tried to hire another one too, but she ended up not having like um, the money to move to New York because of internship. So we mm-hmm. only comping like meals, transportation like that. But it's like as far as like how you're gonna stay in New York despite that, like we can't That's do right, anything yeah. about that. So I did hire one more, but she just ended up uh, not being able to afford to come here for the summer. Yeah. But like, and she was on point too. So I was just like, I wanted to, but it's like I can't. And I, it's like you want to be that advocate. And I want to be the advocate so much, but it's like, sometimes I'm like, my people, my
0: people. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Why? Don't do this to me. Like, I worked so freaking hard to be where I am, and I push, and I, I knock down doors, and curse people
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. You deal with microaggressions in the workplace. I
1: I dealt with and I've I have gotten I've I've gotten fired multiple times because of my attitude. I've gotten I've had to quit because I knew they was gonna fire my ass. Been there. Been there too. And it's like I I, I always stuck treating my guns and I got to where I am where I could do that. But then it's like I just wanted to teach and uplift. And she was just like, you know what? You teaching and uplifting and you giving out of that free information on the podcast. Mm. That's your giving back. The podcast mm-hmm. is your giving back. Tune you, into
0: that podcast. Tune into that yeah.
1: podcast if you want to get your free game. But other than that, you have to pay because I got pushed back from charging a fifty dollars consulting fee, mm. and I'm like, these girls out here charging seven, eight hundred dollars so you can learn how to put a freaking lash on your eye,
0: yeah. like so you can learn how to
1: do feeding and braids. so you <laughs> can was learn how to I'm do lace wigs. And the woman
0: walking up behind me and me in front of me was like, "You coming to get your lashes done?" I was like, "Is a lash technician in here?" I was yes. like, No, I'm coming to the Black and Fashion I just, Podcast.
1: I just found out about her. <laughs> because I get my lashes, I was getting my lashes done in mm-hmm. Harlem and then she teach she teaches too. So I went wow. um, on her page and I'm like, oh my God, her address was there. I'm like, that's where I do my my podcast. Wow. So maybe gotta check her out. But then I went in and look at some prices and I was just like, I'm not paying you $175 to stick no lashes on my eye when mm. my girl in the home charges me $70. i am mm. not gonna do it, but then I know, I went into her like teaching thing. Girl and the girl charged like $500. Wow. To be with her for an hour to watch her.
0: To do it, yeah. Do and it. Not actually do it, just watch. Just
1: to watch her do it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking, and then I started looking at other people who like, I saw the girl, a girl who does microblading. Mm-hmm. Her class is like to come for that one day, $1,000. Wow. To teach you how to microblade and micro shade somebody's eyebrows and I'm wow. like, damn, am I really devaluing myself on yeah. what on um, what I could be making? Because I'm keeping a lot of people out of having to go to school. Cosmetology mm-hmm. school would have been double that. Esthetician school would have been double that. Um design school is fucking d- too yeah, much. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so but it, <laughs> I guess we we gotta separate it. We gotta separate our profit brains. Yeah, that's to our S corp and our LLC brains. Like they have to be separate, and we can't we can't put them together in order to diversify the industry. Right, and or we have to try our best to come together so that we're not taking these big losses by ourselves, which is also very difficult because you try to get a whole bunch of designers together, and this it can either go really good or it can go really bad. Correct.
0: Correct. I don't know where it's
1: going sometimes.
0: Correct. <laughs> you got all these creatives in this space <laughs> trying to work together. And it's like, I think um, I think it's always important to kind of come together and, and create a common goal. Mm-hmm. Because once there's a common goal, then it's like, all right, all this other stuff, we're going to deal with it and go through it as people, but it's irrelevant mm-hmm. because the goal is X, Y, Z. And I think if most black designers can get on the same page and kind of say yeah, I'm going to charge this price point, but this is not for y'all. This is for them. Right. (laughs) This is for y'all. I got something for y'all in two weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm starting to see more of. I don't know if you've been peeping it and I've been liking it. You gotta like, it's, it's kind of like slowly but surely happening. Some like designers are starting to Um, do oh I'm doing a podcast I'm doing more episodes I'm coming out and I'm speaking up you're seeing more people do interviews do this do that Mm -hmm. and it's like okay because I think they're realizing now the effects that it's had on generations and I mean primarily our generation too if you think about it because we are directly under her and them and it's like what's happening right now is if y'all don't continue to sustain fashion through us it's gonna black fashion is gonna die out because y'all not gonna be here much longer. Right. So y'all can create all this stuff happening, but once y'all gone, I mean, where's that info is just in a dead library now? Like the info has to get out. That's the only way it keeps growing and keeps going, you know what I'm saying?
1: Do you think that that there are uh, black designers that deal with the psychology, too. Like, well, I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. For I don't sure. want to mish because sure. I've been in a setting, it's been a long time, I've been in a setting where people didn't want their things to mix on the runway together, I like a I heard that podcast show. you did. Yeah, like, oh I've, seen, like I've been in that type of setting That's where people crazy. didn't want to mix and stuff like that, but it's like, are they dealing with their own insecurities when it comes to their brand? And their psychological, so. with like, well, I'm at this point level already and I'm not here with you guys so I'm beneath you and it's just like damn I mean even if we don't make the same shit or even if we're not in the same I guess level in our careers Mm -hmm. it's not to me it's hard to say career levelage levelage, because it's like maybe that's where you want to be baby yeah
0: but anything creative you want to be in the uh, couture or you want to be in this place
1: whereas I make um Everyday clothes. Yeah. So I would never be there That's because I don't price. make like evening wear or, or wedding dresses or like right. suiting. Like I'll make stuff for the everyday person. So right. my price point is always going to be lower than yours. Right. And my <laughs> clients are not on Instagram or reposting everything for something they probably wear to work. Whereas yeah. your client and your following counts because it's a, a life event. Right. You're an event designer. Correct. So, like, you are always going to have way more of a following Correct. than me because of the type of thing that you do. Correct. You know? So, mm-hmm. it's, it's just going to always be a different level. But to them, it's just like, I'm popping, you not popping, and I don't want <clears throat> to mesh with you.
0: This is... I, I have to read this to you. I know yes, this is like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I have to. Because... My sister, Asma, she posted it on, like, Facebook, and I had to, like, hurry up and, like, snatch that because... You screenshotted it. I did. Let me get that. (laughs) And I blew that up because I was like, hell yeah. The wording was just so on point for where we are as black people right now trying to figure out everything. Everybody's at this point now where it's like, fuck, where do we start? Mm -hmm. Because we know we need each other, and we know what's happening. Everybody's... I can say, honestly, more now than ever, I feel like everybody is up and seeing what's happening. Even if they're not reacting, I think a lot of people's lack of reaction is because they don't know where to start. But let me just read this to you. Go ahead. Read it to the world. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Unity of our people does not mean we are the same. A lesson that I have been learning through the years but truly has been resounded inside of me as I work to complete my training is that although we are here together as African indigenous people, we are very different from each other. You can argue that this is DNA or tribal origin or experiences here in the Ma'afa or whether it's because we are from west coast, east coast or south side that makes our values, actions, practices, feelings about things and even language very different from one another. No, we won't agree on many things. Sometimes disagreements are best left unsaid for the sake of the group. It doesn't mean you're repping your culture any less. It may just mean that at that moment, you put unity first. We may be very different culturally, religiously, and in our values here in the United States, but in the end, we are all still one people. Unity doesn't mean we won't have our differences. It just means we stand together against adversity and all things that matter to our people as a whole. Sometimes silence is best when we deal with our people. Keeping your opinion and ideology to yourself just so we can get the job done. Because ultimately doing the work is all that matters. Oh, that's less. Like. If she didn't hit the nail on the head. Come on. If she didn't hit the
1: nail on the head.
0: I saw that and I was like. Yeah, that part. And
1: when I post a video <laughs> to promote this, I will be posting with which you reading that.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> go for it. Please go wow. for it. I oh. felt those words so deeply. I had mm-hmm. to repost that. And I was like, because I'm at this phase now, I'm not even going to. I made this joke with somebody. I said, what I'm seeing is like um, a lot of people now kind of stepping into their age of awakening and learning and studying. Right. What? For a lot of us who our original like students have been learning all our lives that's something that kind of came naturally but some people are just now starting to pick up some of these books by francis cress wilson and like umar muhammad and like dr york and all these people i'm finding that that people are doing yeah and it's great you know what i mean it's a beautiful thing but what cracks me up is that i can peep like all right this person got stuck in learning about this particular stretch of history they like this now they stuck to this they like it they resonate with it so now you're gonna take that and debate with your brother across the street because he's this and you're that where it's yeah. like, get past that and keep learning so that we can all come together with the information and do what we need to do with it. Like, you know Facts. what I mean? <sighs> my Facts. people, my people. Like you my said. people, my people. <laughs> but tying it back into fashion, that to me was like, Yeah. You got designers who, oh, my price point is this, my product point is that. Oh, she does things that with raw edge, this, raw hem, that. I do but this, you, I do that.
1: You know what's crazy? <laughs> I, I, I worked for a designer, um, a ready-to-wear designer, mm-hmm. and she always did a raw edge. And she didn't finish. she
0: like $900. And people bought it. People
1: bought all of it, girl. <laughs> she did the ballet. She did so many things with a raw edge. just like, mm-hmm. granted, with the raw edge, she did put um, two rows of, uh, of what's that? Stitching? Top stitching. Oh, yeah. She put two yeah. rows of top stitches so that it wouldn't fray too mm-hmm. much. But, but it still was it still was frayed. Yeah. yeah, it was still fray. And she did an entire collection with wow. that. It was um it was a jacket, it was a dress, um, it was a blouse. And then like every season she did that. Mm-hmm. Like it was always something within the collection that had a raw edge. She just mm-hmm. made sure she put the two rows of top stitches so it stopped. But can you yeah. imagine doing quality control on that shit? That's me in the fucking <laughs> factory for like three hours, fucking <laughs> clipping to make sure it's like perfectly aligned. <laughs> but <laughs> it looked nice.
0: Damn. Good you, job, Miss Curtis with <laughs> that shit. I was
1: just like, I love the raw edges, oh, but god girl. damn, this yeah, is a lot of work. Because yeah. I've been there, to snip.
0: Something looks so <laughs> ugh about that, like so raw and so good. So love dumb. it too. It sold out. It's sold out every season.
1: Mm-hmm. Every season, everything's sold out. Because people don't always want that
0: perfectly, like, nope, not at and all. It, and even there's some designers that don't even line that shit that I've seen. You know what I mean? Because I mm-hmm, worked, like yeah. I told you, in collectors' department in Nord- Nordstrom, VSC mm. collectors, right. and St. John's. So it was like I would see all of that. I would see the knits, and of course, I was obsessed with Missoni at right that time. So I was just. Ah, me too. Yeah. Something about those nits is just, like, yeah, like oh my too. gosh, so rich. Look at it. It just, I got ooh. a sweater that look like it, but it's not. <laughs> it's not, but, it's almost, yeah, but we talked about that, you know. <laughs> that's but that's funny. something I see, and I'm like, preference to each his own. I always realize that, and I'm like, I think people forget that, yeah, old school way of seamstress and sewing started with, oh, this has to be cut a certain way. There's mm-hmm. patterns. You you almost can't find a damn pattern these days. Like, so, people don't even use patterns no more. That's like, you are a relic. Yeah, <laughs> like, I you make are I'm a pattern maker. <laughs> and then like. somebody asked, I did
1: a, I did a pant for uh, Misa Hilton. She mm-hmm. did, like someone MCM, so like for making the stallion. And then I worked with her for making this pattern, for making mm-hmm. the stallion. And she's like, yeah, you can send us the pattern via email. So my pattern's done by hand. You're gonna have to come pick this up. Yeah, and in the email. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like I don't do the digital aspect of it. Like I'm here with my rubles and my That's pencils how I am. and I'm just old like, school baby. Like I'm just like, um
0: Everything digi- is digital. Like digital.
1: Like, I can take my patterns to get digital. When I'm yeah. done. Remember put, I asked
0: you? I right, was dealing with the same game. thing. Yeah. Yep. I can take yep. them to get
1: digitized. Mm-hmm. Like, here you go. Um, But that's going to take an extra day for it yeah. to get digitized. Yeah. And then, but that's it. But, like, if you don't want it in no other um sizes, it's fine. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. But, like, yeah. if you want to go ahead and get it graded, then, you know, yeah. of course, it's going to cost a little money. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, you know I'm having a brunch. Did you see that? Yes.
0: And then you moved the location.
1: I didn't move the locations at my house.
0: No, because uh, I think there was... Everybody was trying to decide if they want to do it at a restaurant. And he was like, I've decided to do it at the house. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be intimate. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. So I need you there. Did you borrow RSVP? Oh, did I? No, you did not. <laughs> I'm saying that's why I asked you because you did not. I'm but sorry. right now I have do it. 14 people. So this will be the largest group, and I think it's okay. better this way. Because it's going to be way more intimate. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll have a camera crew there and stuff like that, and we can have like a discussion. And then I feel like all of the designers there is at so many different levels in their careers. There's people that's just starting out that's going to be yeah. there. It's people that are a little bit more established going to be there. Right. And we're going to sit in my backyard, and we're going to talk.
0: I'm so excited for this. Right.
1: like I'm a, we going to talk. We're going to have a good time. I'm like, this was probably the best way, because having to wait for people to get there, and they don't want to see you mm-hmm. until everyone's there. And then people
0: um, late, people right, not then, like, showing that, up. That, I remember
1: one time we did it, Um, the first time we did it, we ended up having to cover the people that didn't come. So they made us pay for them because we had already oh, no. reserved. So I'm like, there will be no money involved in this. There Good. will be no time. If you come late, then it's fine. I prefer for everybody to be on time. But if you're not on time, it's not going to hurt us like how it would if we were at a restaurant. Right. So, Oh, yeah, I'm going to set the backyard up, girl. I'm very excited. <laughs> but I'm like, I think this is going to be great like for us as a unit because I really want to create this diversity as much as I can and, like, the unity and stuff like that. So.
0: Well, you are building something that I think is very relevant and much needed right now. Um, mm-hmm. And you—it's funny how a lot of us are doing this work at our level because, like, her and them—they're mm-hmm. doing something very similar right now. I'm actually working with somebody who works with her. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, like, it's six degrees of separation, all right? The and you know, we we like saying her and them because we don't want to, right? so I'm
1: like, I don't know, <laughs> this won't be my mentor. So I don't want to say her name. <laughs>
0: Girl, you like, I don't know how comfortable she is with that because right. I know when I get to that point, I'm like, Oh, shout, shout, shout my name out anytime you want, like, whatever. But right. everybody not like that, you know right. what I'm saying? So that's so
1: why I, I, I've only had one meeting, yep. she, You know, she gave me a lot of good, but I'm like, I ain't gonna say too much because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, Look now, little, little heifer. I'm
0: telling you, <laughs> I, I feel it, I feel it. I mean, I, I'm learning so much where I'm at right now, but she I'm did like, ask me,
1: She said, Um, are you mentally prepared to have your own business because you'll be able to quit your job? in three weeks how, how much is it gonna take me to quit your job i was just like oh
0: have you given that thought
1: i given it though i'm mentally prepared to have my own business Good. but what i don't want to do is do because she kept ask, you know more so putting it under that umbrella right which would knock out lc apparel because i'm yeah. like putting everything underneath her umbrella and then like when i was talking about having wait that, yeah that's what i'm saying wait <Okay>. Right, that's what she said. She's like, well, we that can put part under that umbrella me. for a little while, and then you can kind of branch Ooh. out into your own. But then another thing that she said was, um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. That was the first thing that she said about, like, putting it all underneath that umbrella and then and then branching out onto your own thing, like, eventually.
0: But I'm just like,
1: all under your umbrella? I get it. You got the contacts
0: or whatever. But So everything like, you create is going to be considered right.
1: hers right under that umbrella so that shit kind of scared me and yeah. i'm just like eh. but then oh this is this the kicker i said she actually where it is. i feel like i was following it i'm like everyone does their development mm-hmm. like i do the patterns do the samples like that but then when we get to production no one's ready because of the price point yeah you know? mm-hmm. but i mean i think another reason is like maybe my outreach isn't the greatest i just separated my instagram accounts and in like may and mm-hmm. made it all separate but i don't have a website mm-hmm. She's like, I do a website? And that threw me. She said, You what? I don't need one. Sha like, you could be the best kept secret. So I was like, Hmm. Well, mm-hmm. how do I market and mm, advertise? Without- if I don't have a website, She's like, yeah, you don't need that. My, um, my PR presence like has a website, blah, blah, blah. and then I ended up talking to one of my stylist friends. She works for one, uh, mm-hmm. and I was telling her, she's like, oh, bitch, no, bitch. She just started going off. She's like, she trying to keep you for herself. No, oh, Lenise, No, you goodness. can't do it. <laughs> so I was telling her, she's like, no, Laniece, don't do it. Don't do it. She's trying to keep you for herself. She don't want you to have no website, so I want nobody fucking know. And I'm just like, I don't think she like that. And then she's like, no, she don't want you to have a website, so one want nobody know. And I'm like.
0: don't you hate this it's like (laughs) (laughs) this is you sitting here really trying to figure this shit out before you take that leap because you're like no contract is there contract how we doing oh we gonna get a contract you know you gotta get it in ink obviously but it's like one of those scenes where you're like what is this person's motive? Like,
1: right. And, and that's what my mom said. Oh. I was telling her, she's like, so she want to help you? What she want in return? That's always my I'm mom. I'm like, mom, we, yep. we would be spending 50 But would it be under her? I'm like, no, it would, be my, a, uh-huh. it would be LC Apparel be LC Apparel consultant for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like, is it a partnership? What is it? And I'm just like, well, we didn't work out all the specifics, but she wants us to do courses. She wants me mm-hmm. to do a capsule collection for her and her brand. Like, mm-hmm. um, she wants to create that, but then she wants to do it for all of the other designers as a their brand thing mm-hmm. like it'll be their brand plus like
0: right, it'll right. be that
1: like it'll be that mm-hmm. so I was just like oh that's cool and then I would be of course the production manager for every one of these brands yeah. not be the one to producing the collections but it would all it, all this stuff regardless is falling under her umbrella
0: yes everything all your creative intellectual property is going under her umbrella yeah that's the conflict and like the catch-22 with that because it's like what if you want to later down the line claim that and take that you know what I'm saying um <laughs> yeah. That's why I did that little look up like, yeah. We wrap it up. It's but yeah. I, I feel it. I'm there with you. Yeah. And, the, and the same way you say you talk to your mama, I talk to my mama And the first thing she mm. always goes is, Be careful of that. Mama, mm. she call me Mama. She go be careful of that, Mama. She mm. goes, um, it sounds good, mm-hmm. but what do people do when they're trying to get you? They upsell you with all the things and all the promises. Right. And it's like, until you see something on paper, until you right. sit down and True. it's just solidified and decided, don't assume. Don't and don't don't be like that googly-eyed girl, just right. excited. Don't have and that my tone my saying, yep, she was like, make sure that you and all those designers on your level, whatever y'all doing, don't put those people on pedestals. She's like, that's the biggest mistake you can make because they are coming to you because you have something that they need or want So remember that, like you still have a certain amount of value. Yeah. All
1: right. We had a good talk today. I know. (laughs) All right. So thank you guys again for tuning in. I'll make sure I put all our information in the show notes. Um, And as I say, stay black. Peace out. (laughs) Peace.